Hi, this is Jonathan, a.k.a. Roadblock, and I play Jonathan the Match Muscular, the Human Wizard. Hi, I'm Jules. I am the rock gnome Bernice Q. Burns. Hi, this is John, a.k.a. That Film Guy. I'm going to be playing your half-oak barbarian, Carlton Tanks, who was, in fact, raised by wolves and is too enamored of ale, wine, and other intoxicants. Hi, I'm Jack Edithil, and I'm playing Travancore, a half-elf, archer, and the viceroy of Glenmar. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Thanks to Jonathan's study and the help of Willerin, it only takes about a half a day to get to the outskirts of what he keeps calling a temple. But as you slow down, as he says, well, we're, we're getting close, we're getting close, we should, we should go slower. He points it out to you. You're approaching the lake from kind of up on a hill. The hill comes on down to a little bit of a, a flat area where this what he calls a temple is, but it looks more like a small fort. It looks to be about two stories. It's fairly small right on the lake. It looks like the entrance is on the opposite side. It is a barred and gated entrance. You can see uh, since it's about just after midday, it's maybe like three or four o'clock in the afternoon. So it's still pretty bright, but you can see that there is there seems to be light coming from inside some of the rooms. Willerin points out a couple of things to you. He said through there, that's the main entrance. Uh, second floor is where all the assholes have their their rooms. They they sleep in luxury and they they lap up our wealth as we and he points basically underground we we just sit in mud and filth and must bow to their every whim and it's disgusting and it is it is ridiculous but as far as i know that is the only main entrance and then he brings you around the side of the of the fort where you can see some newer windows have been it's it's obvious these are newer windows into the side of what used to be a, a very secure fort which would never have windows on the first floor but now there are windows that have been just like square punched into the side of the wall and covered over with uh very ornate stained glass it is hard to tell from this angle what the picture actually depicts, but you can you can see just it's a riot of color. And he says those windows, Kynan and I were able to pry open one of them and slip out. And they must have fixed one of them. But that's that's how we got out was right there. So I don't know if that's still something we can do or if you want to go in the main entrance, but it is heavily guarded. How many slaves do you think were down there? Willerin. We should do the Jehovah's Witness Hail Tiamat bit that we did with uh, the cult the cultists. I don't know. Do you think that bit would work again? Hail, Mammon! Willerin, did you hear my question? About how many slaves do you think were down there? There were six of us in total until Kynan and I escaped. So only four. whether he is still free or not, four to five. Yeah, if there's only four and they were half as emaciated as he was, they're not going to be much help. We'd probably be better off going to them afterwards. Yeah. Uprising, uh, if they were like 50. Yeah. We could always ding dong ditch where we knock on the door, hide, wait for him to walk out, and then like grab him and then like shuffle him away quietly. Oh, baby, that is such a good idea. Yay, I'm helping. 
We are going to take that under a committee. Jonathan, do you have any ideas? Hmm. Let me think. And by think, I mean drink. So you said they are, do they inhabit solely the second floor? No, the main floor is where they mostly worship and eat. So the main floor is mostly a, a large kitchen and a a temple of sorts. It is a worship area. There's a room in the back that I've never been in, but I've been told is a private worship room for the, the head cleric from Mammon. But the sleeping quarters for all of the worshippers, for all of the cultists, are upstairs on the second floor. And what kind of watches did they have? The clerics themselves um, are, they have a hierarchy of some sort, which I, I don't quite understand as basically they considered me one of their slaves. And so anybody that was dressed in not rags was above me and could order me around. But it seems like they've got mostly clerics watching keeping guard at night during the day it's it's a small temple but they're they were all very powerful and i i still don't know how they managed to convince me to turn over all of my gold it was it was all about at night how many people are awake i'm not sure at night they lock up all of all of us in the dungeons below and there's usually just one that is patrolling he was the one that uh managed we managed to get around in order to get up to the second floor and escape out the window kind of and i only ever saw the one good to know he points to the so you're kind of facing the front of the fort you're looking at the the main entrance way and he points to the the front left corner and says that's where the kitchen was and he points a little farther back where some of the stained glass windows are and that's where the main temple is that we managed to break out of there isn't a window into the kitchen so the main floor was when it was originally built as a fort had no windows because that would be an egress they uh whoever this cult was broke windows into the temple to erect these these stained glass windows so willerin actually says as far as i know there's no way to get into the kitchen if you're not actually in the fort ventilation in a kitchen there's no or i could take one of my hand axes and cut open a hole in the window so sun is just starting to set because it's it's getting it's winter-ish. There's still, like, there's not really a, a layer of snow on the ground, but it's been snowing lightly, so the, the sun's been setting pretty early. So here's the thing. I could try to cut a hole in the glass, you know, all, like, James Bond's, or whatever the D&D equivalent of James Bond style would be for, like, cat burglaring, sneaking. But my big ass is probably not going to fit through a window without making a shit ton of noise, so you might have to sneak through and let me in the front door. Or I could just bust through a window and not give a fuck. I like not giving a fuck. I still think we should maybe try the great... I like the great hall method. Um, just because I think there's... If it's a great hall, we might be able to climb up to the top and let ourselves in via the ceiling. And the, I, I, I think it offers us more options. I'm inclined to agree. Willerin, are you okay with staying outside? Do we need... Guys, do we need him? I think it's better you stay outside. The only thing I could say is... He does have intimate knowledge of the layout of this place. Whichever you would prefer. I I, I don't know if I'm going to be that good in a fight. I say this but... so he can't hear us? 
It's one more target from then hit that's not us. Oof. Stay towards the back, Willerin. Shadow. No, I meant in the front. Like, he can be stay, in the front and take my Stay arrows. close to Willerin. Help him. They could be the vanguard. I'm getting mixed messages here, people. Where do you want me to be? I can stay back with the, the horse. I can come in with you. What do you want? I, I, I don't think I'm going to be... I'm, I've never been an amazing fighter. I know enough to, to defend myself, but it has honestly been months since I've even held a sword. But I'll, I, I want these bastards taken out as much as you guys. E- even more. Well, how about we get in there and just... We'll feel it out. We'll see how well we feel that you should be. If you should be, like, the first one attacking or the last one or somewhere in the middle. Well, or just All stay right. towards the back until you hear anything from the otherwise. How about that? Because we're going to... I think we're going to need you in there to, like, we'll lead us... To lead us around. Well, but he can... Stealthily. We can... As long as he can hear us, we should be in the front. Right. No, I'm saying as a group, he can lead sure, us stealthily around. Like, oh, hey, don't go down that hall. That's where they're all sleeping. All right. So, Great Hall... All right, so what's, tell me your exact plan here. What, what do you want to do? Yeah, how are we getting in again? So what we're going to do is we're going to use um, Carlton's untrimmed fingernails. I start I start taking my axe and start trimming them because I'm, like, embarrassed. Don't trim them, baby. Just sharpen them. I was going to say, I have a hand axe that I can use. And, but before we do that, we're going to use our perception to make sure no one's in there. Okay. Willerin speaks up and says, well, I can lead you to the the window that Kynan and I used to break out. And if they haven't actually fixed it yet, we can see about using that to, to get back in. The mortar around that window was weak and we were able to basically pry it open enough for us to slip out. Hey, guys. And he looks guys, if, he looks at Carlton and, say, and Shadow. and if two, if two slaves can break that open, I should be able to do it with my pinky. He looks at Carlton and Shadow and says, it will need to be pried open probably all the way in order to fit the two of you. But if if they haven't... I'm really sensitive about my weight. Big boned. Anyway, he he says, if you'd like me, I can lead you to that window. We'll take a look. We'll take a look. He leads you down to uh, the... It would be the east side of the fort to one of the back windows. Now that you're closer, you can see that this is a, a stained glass window that is in the shape of a pair of hands. Uh, so it's two red scaled hands open, and they're looming over a very large black shining gemstone. And it's got like rays coming off of it. It's a, it's a very intricate picture. He feels along the edge. Dragon? As far as I know, no. They they worship Mammon. They don't worship any kind of dragon. Red, scaly hands? Well, yes. Mammon is a... is He's often depicted as snake-like or minotaur-like. Are, are you not familiar with this devil? Well, at this point, no, but I'm suddenly thinking that if anybody's gonna ally the dragon cultist, it's gonna be people that like friends. Well, if you would like... If you or anybody would like to roll me a religion check, I will tell you what you might know about Mammon. Ah, oh, what the heck? I'll roll one too. Willerin has taken his hands off of the window to like whisper this to you. Uh, religion check. A religion. I check. just want to see if I can do better than them. Ocho. Seventeen. Wow. <laughs> oh shit. Well, actually, guys, Mammon is. Wait, do I know? Jo- do I know? You do. You know quite a bit, Jonathan. What's your religion? Uh, twenty-three in this case. No. Oh, then I'll, I'll let him explain it, because 
I mean, I would like to explain it, but he knows better than me, so. Yeah, Jonathan uh, is very well acquainted. So Bernie speaks up and says, this is not one of the deities that I impersonate. And Jonathan says, that's because Mammon isn't a deity. It's an archdevil. Uh, Mammon is also often known as the Lord of Avarice. Um, he is the personification of greed, lust, and duplicity. He often uses dark powers, uh, often charm in order to lure unsuspecting victims into his fold. He promises great wealth and power and then often um, breaks those contracts. Those that worship him are hoping to be enough in his good graces and to offer enough wealth to him to be blessed in return. So, uh... So what that means... This is like those, those people that are like, send in your seed money and plant the seed of wealth and then they milk you dry. Kinda. Add a pyramid scheme onto that and yes. If these guys are mammoth, there should be a treasure room with lots of treasure. So, Jonathan, you would also know that Mammon is often the patron saint, so um, so-called, of minotaurs. He is also the one that um, merchants both kind of revere and despise because he is the personification of the, the lust over power and wealth, but is also the, the reason why if someone turns on you, if someone breaks a contract or something, it, it's usually, uh, oh, Mammon, you've gotten my way. He would not usually ally himself with dragons because they would... Uh, they both have the same goals, which is the amassing of wealth, which would basically butt heads. So while you can't be sure, you're, you would think that allying with a dragon would be the exact opposite of what any cleric of Mammon would which want. Which is why I thought since dragons like gold, they may that blue dragon y'all saw may have been attracted to this place. He might have been attracted, but it definitely would have been as a as a potential target and not as a potential ally. Willerin feels the side of the the stained glass window and uh, you hear his breath hitch and then you actually see his fingers curl under and pull the window just like half an inch away from its mortar and then whispers to you, if they found it, they haven't fixed it yet. And he pulls away. I reach in and I start pulling it open even more. All right. Uh, are you trying to be stealthy about it? I will it, be as quiet as possible, but I am like, no, nah, no, nah, dude, I'm not going to fit in that. I just keep pulling it and pulling it. Okay. Uh, roll me a, a strength check and then a uh, stealth check right after that. Strength is 11 and stealth is 15. Oh. So I do it quietly, but not very strong. <laughs> yeah. So you are being extra careful just to make sure, because you know that you you guys want the elephant a surprise. And I could easily just... You stay super quiet, but you manage to only get it about halfway open. At this point, everybody but Carlton and Shadow are going to be able to, to fit through. All right, guys, I'll see you on the other side. Should I try again, but now more determined to fit through with stealth disadvantage? Can Shadow help? Yeah, can I tie a rope to Shadow? Well, actually, I don't know if his stealth will be as good as mine. He's a bear. If you would like uh, Shadow to try to force open the the window, yeah, it would be the same thing. It'd be a a it'd be Shadow's strength, and then Shadow's um, stealth check. So basically, it would be a strength check, and then a dex check. Got it. Okay, he's not very dexterous, but he is pretty strong. 
So, oh, that's minus. That's not plus. Never mind. All right. That's strength first. Strength first. That's 10. Mm-hmm. And then dex, or 10. Okay. You kind of uh, guide him forward. He's still a little new to taking your direction. He doesn't make any noise, but he doesn't manage to move the window anymore. Mm. So it's it's kind of in the same spot, but he hasn't made any more noise. And he, he moves back and he kind of gives you... Uh, he, well, now that the bear has loosened it, can I try you, again? Yeah, give me another strength check and then another uh, stealth check. God damn it, 13. All right, that's your strength. What's your stealth check? 19. I am quiet as fuck. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on, guys. Guys, 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 I got this. I got this. I got this. Guys. Completely Shh. against your nature, you you manage to move the window open another foot. There's a moment in where it looks like one of the glass panes is starting to crack, and you stop and you kind of angle in a different way and pull up a little bit more, and somehow you've managed to open this window now without it making hardly a sound, and all of you can fit through. Yay! Yay. All right, and then I need all of you, including Shadow, to roll me stealth checks to climb in through the window. I'm assuming you are not taking Reggie with you. No. No. I am stealthy as anything. I was stealthy opening it, but not walking in. Whoa. 25. Damn. Nat 20. 19. Yeah. Another crit. And Carlton? Nine. So I opened it really quiet, but then I walk in like, hey, guys, I don't think they heard that. Well, that's okay. This is a, this is kind of a group stealth check. And sh- what did Shadow get? Go ahead and roll for Shadow. Oh, Shadow, that's right. Let's see, stealth. Yeah, you get zero. Oh, seven. Travancore slips through first, and he is quiet as a sh- he is quiet as a, a breeze. So he sneaks on through first, and then he manages to guide you on in. Uh, Carlton and Shadow are are nowhere near as as suave as the rest of you are like the rest of you kind of stealthily jump in in through the window and then three-point landing and it's kind of awesome and the two of them kind of belly flop inside but between his help and everybody else and and jonathan keeping a lookout you guys manage to get into the great hall and what you see before you is uh what looks like it used to be the great hall of a fort that has now been converted into something more resembling a temple. There is a row of pews at the very, at the very far end that you have entered. You can see a altar set up and a very large mosaic has been painted on the back of a, a red-skinned devil with a that basically from the the waist up he is a a red-skinned devil with huge minotaur horns and his bottom curls into a snake and he is standing with his arms outraised and there is just a pile of gold in front of him. Hey uh Jonathan, do you still have that pen? Of course. Can I borrow it for a minute? Sure. I gra- I borrow his pen and I walk up to the painting and I scribble Hail Tiamat. All right, roll me a stealth check. 22. That's pretty stealthy. All right, you manage to stealth across the floor. Eight, four, five, six, seven, eight. It, it's like, it's a 50, 60 foot uh, long temple area. You climb up onto the altar. The altar itself is very I make highly sure polished marble. As I'm doing that, not, I try not to touch any of the gold. There's no actual gold there. This is all a big mosaic oh, on the back wall. Of that's gold. a mammon. Gotcha. Yeah, a painting of mammon in front of gotcha. a, I pile you were of gold a pile of gold. Gotcha. I thought you said there was a pile of gold in front of it because that sounds like a trap. 
So you climb up onto the altar. It's very highly polished marble. It's all very ornate. You can see there's some um, really nicely brass carved bowls. You grab the pen. The actual face of Mammon is about 20 feet out of your reach, but you uh, manage to scribble on his chest, Hail Tiamat, on, on the wall. It's faint because it's it's paint on a stone wall and you've just kind of got a, a an, an ink pen that's running out of ink because it was just dipped but you know you've managed to get something just legible in case in they want to try to track us down after we kick their ass we'll send them in the wrong direction okay so you're all inside uh carlton is at the front of this room and the rest of you are are still towards the back. Uh, Willerin is pointing towards the right, where you can see if you go down the hall, the the row of pews, and head towards the right, you can see a a doorway leading off to what he's whispering is the kitchen, the kitchen. And then he points to the left and says the entrance. Uh, after I'm done scribbling, I rejoin the group. Okay. Do I have to stealth back, or do you want me to? Do I make it? I'll I'll count that that one stealth as the the forward and back. What would you like to do? Guys, kitchens have food. Listen, now is always the time to think about your stomach. It's hard to fight on an empty stomach. Don't kitchens typically have access to a lot of the rest of the house? At this point, the door to the front, uh, the one that Willerin has pointed out as the kitchen, opens, and three figures enter. You can see they are robed figures in uh, bright like ruby red robes um one of them has the hood down and you can see a a quaff of blonde hair kind of very ornately done up in in a regal style the three of them seem to be men from the way that they're moving one of them is is leading the other two obviously and they they move up towards the altar and you can hear one start to mutter under his breath i back up against the wall to hide and ready my axe i i need all of you to roll me stealth checks all right this one's for me don't fuck up you god 19 15 all right uh Uh. five (laughs) oh and shadow gets a nine okay so as they stand there before the altar, muttering under their breath, Shadow kind of takes the cue from all of you and moves back to the wall. And he doesn't make any noise, but his fur and his kind of backside start to brush up against the back of the wall. Jonathan and Bernie immediately turn and are just like, shit, shit, no, no, don't, don't, don't. And one of the red-robed figures at the front startles and turns and sees you all in the back of the Great Hall and says, Intruders! Intruders in Mammon's Holy Hall! And I need you all to roll initiative. I was going to say all or just those ones? Like, that I no, all hide safely? Okay. Travancore. Okay, I rolled an 18. Carlton? Uh, I had a 19. Jonathan? 19. Okay, so Carlton's going first. Dex- so we'll... Dexy bastard up there. I know. Bernie? Dexy beast. I rolled a 20. You got a 20. So, Bernie, you see these three priests turn around and notice you, uh, but they're on the other end of this very long uh, temple-type thing. Uh, They are 65 feet away. What would you like to do? I'm going to walk down the fucking aisle. All right. You're going to bridle it down. How far would you like to go? I'm going to walk about seven and a half. So these are pews in the middle? Those are pews in the middle, yes. How tall are the pews? 
Uh, they're only about five feet, which is why they're difficult terrain. So it'll be half your movement. Yeah, I think yes. your action shoot arrow is above like five feet. You will feel the wrath of Pelipper. And then I cast Satan Flame. Okay, dexterity saving throw. Here we go. <laughs> so that was a five, so uh. I think he failed. Four damage. All right. Yep, she marched down the aisle and then just let loose this torrent of radiant white energy that lit up the hall. The sun is setting behind you, and so it's almost a golden cast from the sun. It slams into this priest who is almost pushed back on his feet, uh, but he is still standing, and it is Carlton t- Carlton's turn. Uh, if I want to move into like the middle of the pews... Oh, how- wait, 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 wait. I also move... Entities for protection. Since I have some movement still on my 25 feet, I'm moving about uh, three feet to the right. So you basically just move into the last pew and get out of the way. Uh, Carlton, if you wanted to, you can move through friendly spaces without a problem. So if you wanted to march down the aisle. How far in can I make it? Like normally I can get 30 feet straight. If you want to avoid the the difficult terrain, you could go through Jonathan and you could go. No, I want to go into it. Okay. I want to use it as half cover after I throw my shit. You can try. <laughs> You're huge and they're small. I know, but um, I, I can at least try. So if you can go 30 feet, then in difficult terrain, you can go 15 feet. All right, I'm going to go 15 feet into the pews. You can basically get to there. All right. Uh, and then I'm going to try. Which one did you hit? Which one did you hit? Bernie? She hit the middle one. All right. Then I'm going to hit the uh, the far left one. And I'm going to throw a hand axe to his his head. It is 45 feet away. Can you hit that? Uh, hand axe is 60 feet thrown. All right. Well, it says range it. 20 slash 60. So uh, that means it's got a range of 20. 60 is its maximum range, but you're at a disadvantage at that distance. So you'd have to be at it. You'd have to roll twice and take the lower of the result. All right. Fuck it. Why not? Go for it. 21 and 25. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them hit. Go ahead and roll damage. All right. Uh, ranged damage. Nine. All right. He takes a hand axe. Um, you manage to slip it through the robes. You can now see that this, these guys are wearing some rudimentary armor. Uh, it's very ornate kind of fancy armor, something you'd see a nobleman wearing, but it, it protects him just enough that he doesn't actually die. But he's he's clutching at the wound. He pulls out the axe, oh. and he's he's looking pretty hurt. I go, hey, and I throw it, and then I duck down as, like, I, like, flatline to the ground to try to hide under the pews. All right. Or at least half. try to do half cover or full cover. You're not going to get full cover. I'll give you half cover. Yes. Uh, Jonathan, it's your turn. All right. I start running into the other the other side of pews. Okay. What's your movement? Uh, 25. You can basically get to there. Uh, I'll give it to you because the, the pews are half. That's fine. From there, I'm going to shoot magic missiles at the one that has been injured. Uh, two of them have been injured. The middle one and the left one. Which one would the you like? The left one. Left one. All right, go for it. All right. Uh, let me roll some damage. Uh, that is uh, eight damage. Perfect. Uh, just as he's pulling the hand axe out and is scanning, looking for the, the giant orc, uh, your three magic missiles just pound him into the chest right into that spot, and he dies. And wow. he's gone. Yay. Would you like to do anything else? Pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew, pew. I, po- I poke my head up and go, good job, bro. And then duck back down. <laughs> uh, no, All I'm right. good. Travancore, it's your turn. 
Okay, I think I want Shadow to run towards the right side of the pews. I don't think he can make it all the way, but uh, he can What's make his movement? 30 feet. That would put him, like, halfway on the right-hand side. Oh, uh, that's going to put him to, like, there. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Oof. You guys are, you guys, are, this is a long area, but he, he gets to there. That's fine. I figure he can eat whoever's left. Um, <laughs> and then I am going to cast uh, Hail of Thorns. Okay. And then I'll use my uh, my trusty arrow to put an arrow to the guy on the right who hasn't been hurt yet. Uh, his speed is forty feet. Oh, is it? Okay. okay. Yep. So get a little bit further. I have the manual here. So he Thanks, gets. Man. Yep. I'll add he it to gets my sheet. two more squares. All right. So roll an attack on the guy on the right, and then we'll take care of Hail of Thorns after that. Okay. Okay. I rolled a nine. Okay. That unfortunately misses, but go. So it lands behind the two uh, priests. Go ahead and roll. So the Hail of Thorn damages everything within how many feet? Uh, let's see. Hail of Thorns. I think it's 10 feet. One die, 10. Okay. Rolling. So roll for both. You just roll once and it counts for both of them. Gotcha. Eight. All right. Uh, so actually this middle guy, he manages, he watches the arrow sail past. And like, as he's turning to smirk at you, the thorns that were on the arrow now just like pierce his body. And it's just enough to take him out. And nice. He dies. Uh, this, the one on the right takes some damage, but he is still standing. Okay. Do I have any movement left, or did I use it all on the shadow? You used, shadow used all of your movement. All right, no problem. All right, so it is their turn. So this was the one that called out. He is... What is he going to do? He is going to pull out a dagger. He's going to move to this pew and kind of duck beneath this pew. And I guess he's going to he's gonna try throwing it at Travancore. It's going to be hard, but we'll see. Crap. <laughs> yeah, that's on it. That'll do it. So That'll that would it. be a natural 20 on his dagger throw. Ooh. All right. So so that's going to be 13 piercing damage to Travancore. Oof. This cultist just pegged you from uh, a mile away. He managed to lucky throw. It gets you right in the chest. Ooh. You 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 feel it's a bad 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 hit and then the doors on both sides open up and two more guys enter uh you see another of these red robed uh, two more of these red robed guys enter from the uh from the right and from the left you see a, a much more ornate individual enter both of these are they're dressed in the robes uh that look like priests of this temple. So they're going to enter. Uh, that's basically all they're going to be able to do. So it should be Bernie's turn. And I'll get this guy added while it's your turn. Let's see. I move seven and a half feet up. There's not enough movement within. Wait, how is my 15 feet the same as her seven and a half feet? Yeah. Uh, D and D <laughs> because feet are feet are feet. It's just she has less of them than you do. Okay, Bernie, what are you doing? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cast, and this is, okay, so this is so appropriate because for, for all of the people who are listening, I am at Stephen's house in Canada. And so last time we were talking, I was doing the Bane voice on my pink. Don't do it. No, no more Bane voice, please. No. Oh, are you going to do Bane in Canada? Okay, I believe Bane is for up to three guys, for three people. You can get all three of the guys 
uh, you can get the the two two guys on the right, two of the the priests, and you can get the one fancy dude that's entered on the left. So you can get those three guys. I'm dying over here, both literally and figuratively. All right, I've looked it up as a charisma saving throw. What's your spell DC? And I will roll saving throws for these three. I guys. hope they're not very charismatic. All right, so here's the two guys on the right. Uh... They are not very charismatic. That's nope. a natural one. He is he is not charismatic at all. The the twelve so the a, guy he has a few friends. The one on the far right fails. The one uh it, basically in the middle succeeds, and then fancy pants on the left he gets a five. So it looks like only the one on the far right succeeded. So basically, I caught fancy pants, which is what we wanted because we all fucking have that fancy pants is gonna. Uh, he is in much more ornate uh robes and he does seem to be carrying a staff um but he is baned and the one closest to you is baned and bane is the negative uh i have to roll a d4 and take that off my attack all right they are bane all right carlton what do you want to do so i'm gonna move up as you said i can move 15 feet right when with 30 uh if you're moving through the pews yes they are difficult to well, i'll move so. out and then up and then in again all right as uh so that makes ornate guy hit the uh, within range for an attack for ranged, right? He's within thirty. He's in thirty-five feet. Of okay, you. so we will go ahead. I will as I duck back in. I'm gonna pop my head up, go peekaboo, and throw a hand axe at his head, and then duck back. All down. right, roll an attack. All right, ranged attack, twenty-four. That hits. And range damage for eight. Peekaboo, bing, and then back down. All right, so that hits true uh you can see this guy a little clearer now that you've moved up he's wearing kind of a nicer chain shirt he's got the staff with him he seems to be a little bit on the portly side but he's he's well quaffed and groomed and your hand axe just sinks into his side and he's oh and jonathan it's your turn all right uh so of the remaining cultists which one have been has been hurt and and which one is bane the one the one directly in front of you is baned. Is it been hurt, injured? Mr. Fancy Pants to the left has been hurt and baned. Okay. The two to the right are untouched. Okay. I am going to... Fancy Pants seems like a primo target. So I'm going to swing around this way on the other... I'm going to try and get as far as I can to the other side of the pew that, uh, that Bernice and Carlton are in. All right. You can get to there. All right. So... You're probably still within range. Your spell range is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm. There is a specific spell. So am I... I am one, two... Just out of range for what I want to do. But while I'm here, I'm going to zap him with a Scorching Ray. Mr. Fancy Pants. He's clearly a boss of some sort, so he's getting my best stuff. There's always a reason that they look different. Okay, so... 21 on, on first hit. That hits. Can I roll these separately to retarget, or are they all going at him at once? You need to declare before you uh, roll. Uh, so 10. Okay. And... Okay, so he's getting hit twice, it looks like. Right? Yeah, so the first one and the third one. Okay. Hit. Let's roll some damage. For 13 damage. Total? Total. Awesome. Um, he is blasted back by that. He is still standing, but you can see his armor is... is um, is smoking the fine robes he was wearing over the armor are now scorched and burnt and he is really upset uh anything else uh that is it for me travancore it's your turn i want to use whatever movement i have to sort of like get behind the uh the pew how much how long do I, would that take 
Uh, did ten feet. Ten feet. All right. So I'll do ten feet, and then whatever remaining feet I have, I want um, Shadow to keep charging in that direction. Okay. How many feet of movement do you have? You have thirty. Shadow has forty. It's forty. Okay. So I use ten. He has the full forty, so he can just keep charging. All right. So he can get to there. And then I can use my uh, my attack. I'm just gonna go put an arrow on the guy that Jonathan just tagged. Mr. Uh, Fancy Pants. Mr. Fancy Pants. Indeed. All right. So yeah, it's plus five. Oh, 20 with the uh, the bonus. Then you definitely hit. All right. And then my damage is a D8 plus three. Six. You plant an arrow in his left side, uh, right in one of the, the smoking holes, and he clutches at it and grimaces. Anything else? That's a duck if I all possible. Um, It is their turn. Um, these guys want absolutely fucking nothing to do with that bear because, oh my god, a bear. there's a bear in our temple. Alright, Bernie, this one's up in your grill. In my fucking grill? No. That's not cool, bitch. I will cut you. They're basically moving over here. Alright, so one of them, the one that's next to you now, Bernie, is gonna take out a, uh, kind of a, a short... It looks like a short sword, but it's carved in a weird way and where it's got some some pretty nasty grooves in it. And he's going to try to stick you with it. <laughs> but that's going to be a seven. You're small so I and doubt squirrely, that's gonna hit. so you... <laughs> All right. So he, he completely fails. Uh, the one behind him is going to throw a dagger at you. And he's going to roll a natural one. With his natural one... He is so distracted by the giant brown bear charging down the pews that the dagger actually just falls out of his hands. He doesn't even manage to throw it. Third one over there is also going to throw a dagger at you. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And he rolls a two. Well, and he rolls a two. Uh, So the bane is quite contagious. He drops his dagger upon seeing the bear and then manages to scramble and pick it back up because, oh God, there's a bear. So that's their turn. Those priests are, are pretty bummed. The uh, Mr. Fancy Pants, as he has been termed, is super upset with his friends. Uh, he's going to hold forth his staff and he's gonna he's actually going to cast a spell. I put a spell on you. Yes, uh, he's actually going to cast guiding bolt he is going to uh he's casting it on carlton because uh now he's the one does that guiding just... bolt because i'm in half cover i have plus two to my ac does that include include guiding bolt uh yeah i mean his range is 120 feet right but i'm saying my, so my ac like cause some spells uh half cover is not affected by that like they're not affected by half cover uh yeah he is he can hit you uh but well let's see if he's gonna well, hit i'm saying you, like that might make the difference depending on the roll so he is going to hit you for 14? 14 won't hit either way. Okay. Even, even if I was out in the open wagging my dick around, he would miss. So, apparently he misses and he doesn't even do half damage. So there you go. Where He just misses. And his admonishment. Did he and, like and walk now... up five feet to see if he could hit me? Oh, no. He just stayed put. No, he, he did not. Damn it. All right. Uh, so, yeah, they all fail miserably. They are totally upset. Thank you, Paler. And Bernie, it is now your turn. Cast Spiritual I... Weapon. Just so you know, I believe Spiritual Weapon is a concentration spell, so you will lose Bane. Do you want to take a vote on this? Keep Bane. Keep Bane. I mean, I would say keep Bane because it's usually good, but they have been rolling poorly on their own. Also, you could heal Travancore, just, just a thought. <laughs> 
I think we're gonna keep Bane and we're gonna go with what is inflicting. Well, and also Bernie, the one closest to you is within range of my axe. No, I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> no, uh, wow. Think, hold on. If we're gonna vote on anything, let's vote on keeping heads uh, heads conscious and arrows flying. Well, how many? Hold on. How many hit points is Travancore at? Eight. You should heal him. This is not a difficult decision. It really isn't. Okay. I like stealthy sneaky sneaky sneak back up to Travancore, and I put my right index finger on his knee. Just so you know, because you are in melee with the the cultist, he's gonna get a, an attack of opportunity from you for you. Do Do you not have healing word where you could just say? No, I decided to have prayer of healing in case you assholes all needed a great deal of healing within my verbal range. I was basically just gonna like decide which way I want to do that. In the six in the six seconds you have to attack, you have to make this choice for yourself. So go ahead and attack the, the priest. Okay, so make a melee spell attack against a creature you can reach. On a hit, the target takes 3d10 damage. My melee spell attack is a plus four. Go ahead and roll that beautiful damage uh, attack footage. 13. Uh, you hit. Go ahead and roll damage. I hit. So I get 3d10. These guys are not wearing a ton of armor. 19. Great. He is dead. He, You, like, lightly brush his sleeve and he is dead. Uh, Carlton, it is your turn. With the difficult terrain, can I reach now the second guy when I clearly said I got to hit the first guy? Uh, they've moved up, you mean with your range? With your... With, no, with my axe. Like, can I... Are they within... Because difficult terrain's gonna slow me down. Yes, you can just barely get, like... You're, you basically run over Bernie and get in front to this other guy. I, I run up to him and I swing my axe while going, Peekaboo! And I swing my axe down at him. Okay. So, melee attack. 22. You hit. Go ahead and roll damage. For 14. Oh, f- damn. All right, he's dead. Wow. Yay! You lop off an arm, and he looks down at his arm, and then he looks down and at the floor, and then he dies. Carlton dance. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> While the dance is happening. Because almost every single episode, I kill, like get almost everyone down to dying, but don't do the final blow. Yeah, you slaughtered him. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time I like one hit killed somebody, so that deserves Carlton dance. All right, Jonathan, <laughs> it is your turn. All right, I move up on this guy and, uh, the, on Fancy Pants, and he's baned, right? He is baned. How far would you like to move up? I want to move 10 feet in front of him, and then I am going to... Are we Are we doing prisoners? What's your movement? Like, uh, 30. Okay. I just want to move up you a little can... bit. You, everyone's Because 30. my spell range on there. this particular spell is 60 feet. And then I'm like... Then you're good. Uh, so are we taking prisoners or not? Are we, inqu- are, are we going to uh... be inquiring minds want to know? Well, I think that the slaves might be able to answer any question we have, and they're probably willing to give us the info that we ask willingly. True. Basically, I'm going for stun or kill here, and I guess the answer is kill. He put a... You know what? I, I remember the time we, we you had to do a saving throw, and you're like, we should just kill these guys. I have a fucking dagger in my chest. What do you think we should do? <laughs> well, no, I'm saying that we can... Look, I took damage the last... I got down like once in a fucking here? bar fight. And and so no, my question is: Are we? Do we have any intention of questioning these guys at all? All right, hold person on on, on fancy pants. Okay, is that a save? Yes. What's the save? Fifteen. Oh well, he rolled a seventeen, and then I don't know what the what is are it? you fucking constitution? 
Are you fucking kidding so me? So he does. So you go to hold his person, and he is, despite the fact that everybody has failed to attack anybody so far, you find that he's got a little bit more magical gumption than you expected. That is he, such horseshit. I move back as far as I can. All right, Travancore, it is your turn. Can Shadow get close enough to attack the other guy? The Ro- Mr. Roby? Yes, he can. He can come around and he can get right there. Nice. All right. Then Do a bear I attack. Guess, yeah, I think the bear will attack this time. Um, I will do the, what's it called? Full attack. That's two claws, uh, one die. Let's see. I have to roll to see if I get it. I get a plus six on, I get a plus six melee on this. Holy shit, 26. Did you just roll a natural 20 on your bear? Again. I did, yeah. Okay, well, Shadow rolled natural 20. That definitely hits. one more. Go ahead and just roll damage on that, because that And that, that one is 18. Him. Okay, that so also damage hits. Go, go ahead and roll damage on the bite. 10. All right, and that's enough to kill this dude. All right, fair enough. Yeah, Even so better. Shadow just ambles up behind this guy. He kind of looks at you, Travancore. You give him a nod. He grabs the guy with his claw, pulls him down, and bites his head off. Yeah, good bear. It's Mr. Fancy Pants' turn. He's going to move in front of the altar. He is going to... You hear him muttering under his breath. Oh, God, we have to fight Mammon? <laughs> you, you can't quite hear what he says, but he seems to be... It, it looks like he's praying. And then he is going to try to guiding bolt Carlton again. Okay, so he's going to try to guiding bolt you again. <gasps> So yeah, with that three, he comes around, he prays, he looks up and he sees this large brown bear bite the head off one of his disciples and like the bolt goes wild and he doesn't know what to do. Uh, Bernie, it is your turn. Mr. Fancy Pants is the only one that's left. Now would be a good time to heal Jack because there's nobody to disengage with. You want to run over and heal Travancore? I feel like considering all the shit we've been through, I need to go. How many people have we killed, y'all? At this point, one, two, three, four, five. He said there was about a dozen. I'm going to go heal Travi. All right. You go on back and do your healing. I touch him on the kneecap and I cast your wound. Thank you. God, these guys have rolled like absolute shit. I know. It's great. God. It's amazing. I love it's these enemies. We should fight these guys alive. more often. This is re- like Quite basically perfect. that natural 20 on you was the only hit. And that was it. <laughs> you get five points back. Okay. Well, that's better, better than, than nothing. nothing. That's true. All right. As uh, Bernie runs over to help with the, her friend Carlton, it is your turn. I'm going to run up and yell peekaboo and slam my axe into him non-lethally. Non-lethally. All right. Roll an attack. 18. That hits. Go ahead and roll damage. For uh, 12 damage. <laughs> All right. So you use the blunt of your axe and smack him on the side of the head. He already looks disappointed, um, it, like in his men, in himself, and everything. That was the point, right? That like because you were holding him to try to non-lethally, right, Jonathan? He was trying to hold him, yeah. Um, right. So we were trying not to kill him. That's correct. Or at least that's what Jonathan was trying to do. So you smack him with the the flat of your axe. His eyes roll back into his head, and he falls over unconscious. Let me give you some experience for that. You get a total of 600 experience between the four of you. And while you total that up, I'm going to say that's where we're going to end tonight. We'll return to the Temple of Memon. Before we leave, can I say I want to tie him up? All right, good. So you That way I don't forget next time. You tie him up. Good idea. 
everybody comes on over and we will pick up right here on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Keep an eye out for the second half of this episode coming soon. Meanwhile, follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or at our host podcast at Glibshark or www.glibshark.com and see you next encounter.